Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that we'll fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that we will grow thereby, and that you will be glorified in it all. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are starting a new series to start off this new year. Uh, it's coming out of the book of Habakkuk. I remember this older preacher used to say, Huckabuck. Uh, and that book, the book of Habakkuk, anytime you hear someone talk about vision, they reference this book because this was the book where we will discover that God really explains or reveals how he does business. And so we're going to walk through the book of Habakkuk. And through this, we're going to understand when they say write the vision, what was said. Now, we have taken this and used it to tell folks to how to create vision and how to, uh, in, in fact, even at the end of the uh, end of every year, we sit down and talk about goal setting. And one of the first things that we talk about is Habakkuk because Habakkuk is such a good book to which we can assist people with getting an understanding of how a vision works and how it can propel others also to go forward. But as we go through this journey, we're going to realize that it ain't all just about writing down. There's some work that's going to be involved in this. So my opening statement is this. Habakkuk pours out his heart in a complaint to God, questioning to him as to why he appears to be silent and uncaring toward the situation. So when we face dark, painful, and hard times, we can pour out our hearts and unedited emotions to God. And you're probably saying, well, how that got to do with vision? Because vision is all about what's going to happen down the road. But it has to be something that starts the process. And usually the process starts because of some pain. And so our first episode today, our title for today is going to be talk about it talk about it talk about it and our definitions the first definition is Habakkuk Habakkuk is derived from the Hebrew word for embrace or embracer and he was a prophet whose words are recorded in the book of Habakkuk He's the eighth of the 12 minor prophets recorded in the Bible. Now, just for, I, I, I know I'm talking to a bunch of Bible scholars, but I just want to say for those of us that do not know that the difference between a minor prophet and a major prophet is the number of chapters that are in their books. It doesn't mean somebody's bigger than somebody else. It just means the number of chapters that they have in their books. So when you hear Daniel, don't think Daniel was better than Habakkuk. 
Or when you hear Jeremiah, don't think Jeremiah was better than uh, uh, Zechari uh, Zephaniah. Don't that, that no, it's just the length of the books. So that way you understand that, oh, we don't listen to him because he's just a minor prophet. No. He's prophesying the word of God. You need to get your ears straight and listen. All right. I'm, I'm a little, okay. I'm still fired up from, I guess, from the stewardship. All right. The next word is right. Right is to express by forming letters and words on paper or stone. Now, I, I put the stone in there because... That's what some, yes, that's one of the, I just, I was like, why am I putting, uh, anyway. The next one is vision. Vision is two things. One, it is the faculty of seeing or sight. The other thing is, it's a revelation from God. A revelation from God. And finally, talk. Talk is to converse familiarly. Familiar, I see, I, okay, yes, that, thank you, babe, familiar, yeah, Lee, to speak, now, when I was saying this the other day, it came out all smooth, as in a familiar discourse, where two or more persons interchange thoughts, where two or more persons interchange, uh, boy, you could use a, do a whole marriage seminar on that one, but anyway, uh, so, to talk is to converse and to speak. And, it, and it's to, an interchange or exchange of thoughts. Let's look at our scripture for today. We're going to do a short one today. Because this is just an introduction. I've got, got, to get, got to get a foundation before we can build this house. Habakkuk, the first chapter, starting at the first verse, the English Standard Version says this. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. So we saw, we see how just starting out, Habakkuk got an attitude. He, he, he's met God. Why is this happening? Why are you, are you even paying attention? God, do you see what God, God, what's wrong with you? There's got to be something wrong with you because if I can see it, I know you can see it. Why aren't you doing it? God, what is your problem? Why are you not getting involved in this? God, what is going on? And the point that I, I, I really want us to pull out of this is the fact that we have been taught that when you go to God, that you go to God and you go in a reverent manner. That you go and you know that he's a holy God. And yes, we know all that. But do not take your emotions and try to put them in a closet and try to be all worshipful and when you're mad. Because when you try to worship when you're mad, it don't sound like worship. It sounds like pettiness. It sounds like, it sounds like anger. And what we want to be is we want to be honest 
with God. We want to speak to God and say, this is how I'm feeling. I want you to, I know you know how I'm feeling, but I want to let you know how I'm feeling. Have you ever been mad at your brother or sister or, or a person or friend and they know you mad, but you still got to tell them you mad? Okay, I've had to do that. Because that sometimes they don't they say you mad, but they don't understand how your anger, how your frustration, how how I need you to hear it coming from me of what's going on in this situation. But the see the thing is, this is how God wants us to come. Because when you try to come all flowery, you're acting like the Pharisees, you're trying to make it look all pretty and, and, and all lovely, but it's not lovely, it's messy. God, we go, why is this happening like this? God, are you going to do something about this? I'm trying to help somebody today. Because sometimes we get ready to pray and, and we have to tell ourselves, well, I'm not going to pray about this because I need to work through this. No, you don't need to work through it. You need to pray about it. Why do you need to pray about it? It's because God says, when you talk it over with me, I'm going to provide you. Oh, I'm kind of getting ahead of my life. But God is going to provide you with direction on how to go through it. He is concerned, so concerned about you that he has numbered the hairs on your head. He is that concerned about you. So if it's causing you emotional distress, if it's causing you physical distress, if it's causing you distress, he wants you to acknowledge that you're going through distress. And through this, he's going to provide you with direction because he's saying that now you realize you can't handle it. You're going to turn it over to me. I will help you to work through it. Yeah. That's how God works. But but I love how see this, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the prophets open up, my name is whatever, and I do this, I do this. Uh-uh. Rebecca said, listen, Lord, what's going on? Why is this happening? This has been happening for too long. Are you are you just watching? And not doing nothing? I know you are the God that can do something. Why aren't you doing? Lord, what? Come on. What is going on? And so when we confess that we are having these negative thoughts, we confess that we're having this pain, we're confessing that we have these dark emotions, it is not an indication of unbelief. But yeah, I'm supposed to be showing the fruit of the Spirit. Well, sometimes you don't feel fruity. Sometimes you're mad. Sometimes you're angry. And you need to get it out so that it can be dealt with. But you have you ever, have you ever shook up a bottle of soda and given it to somebody? Okay. One time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. So, my little poor little brother. So, our family loved RC Cola, and every once in a while, we'd be granted permission when we were young to get a get, to get a RC Cola. And the first question was always, "Can I have the whole bottle?" And then I, I heard it said. Then the next thing comes out of their mouth, 
Yes, but you got to share. So, I would, if I really didn't want to share, I would sh take the bottle and I and I'd give it to my brother so that he could open it so that we could share it. But then, when he opens it up, what happens? It just sprays all over the place. He gets in trouble for spraying the soda all over the place. So now, you can't have no soda because you don't put soda all over the place. So I got the soda. Now, I done put the secret out there, everybody. So if you try that... You're going to get in trouble because they're going to say, you heard what Pastor said, and now you now neither one of y'all getting soda, or your sibling going to get all the soda. But my point is, when you put something in a enclosed container, and you keep shaking it, and you keep shaking it, when it gets released, it explodes. And sometimes our, we can do that with our negative emotions. We have this negativity in us, and we're not going to say nothing, and we keep shaking it, and we keep dealing with it, we keep shaking it, we keep shaking it. Then something happens that the lid pops off, and we like, why am I going off on this person? Why am I, why am I having this destruction? Why am I doing this? Because you did not turn it over. You did not say, God, I'm mad about this situation. God, I'm mad about this. I'm upset. I'm angry. And because you just kept it bottled in, it finds a way to get out. So it does not mean that you have unbelief if you have negative emotions. If you have negative feelings, if you have it does not mean that you have unbelief. It means that you are transforming because you realize that this is negative and I need to deal with it. And the only way I can deal with it is if I talk to my manufacturer, the one who created me and who can tell me how to deal with it. Amen. And so with that thought process in mind, we can look at Habakkuk. And he's sitting there and he's saying, Lord, I'm calling out to you. And you ain't saying nothing. I'm asking you these questions. You're not saying nothing. God, are you even listening to me? You still ain't saying nothing. And so the first thing that we can look at, Habakkuk, and the first thing that we can decide is, there's nothing wrong with telling God actually how you feel. Because he wants to hear the real you, how you are feeling. And as we look at this, we, we have to realize that sometimes that we're going through a situation, we're going through a condition whereby we're going through this valley of the shadow of death, but we got to keep going no matter what we can't see. We have to keep going because we believe that on the other side, there's light. So as we are going through this dark time where we're feeling like God is not there and that everything is going crazy in our lives and it just seems so dark, we have to realize 
that this is part of our humanity, but we have a deliverer that even though we are in this valley, even though the shadows of death seem to be around us, we don't have to fear, we don't have to give up because we know that God is with us. Amen. And because we know he's with us, that he's going to take us through it. Now, we, of course, want it to be through as soon as we acknowledge it. But sometimes the process of going through is what we need in order for what's coming up when we get into the light. Amen. Amen. So we have to realize that the, the silence of God does not mean that God has forsaken us. The silence that we're going through does not mean that God has given up on us. We just want to know everything when we want to know everything. And God is watching the process. God is forming. He's creating. He's orchestrating this entire situation, putting everything in place. But I ain't got time for placement, God. I'm tired of being in this situation. But if I move out of this quicker than is necessary, I don't know if you've ever made a, a souffle, but a souffle is so delicate that if you change the temperature too quickly, it collapses on itself. If you do things too suddenly, it does not form properly. In fact, some restaurants say if you want if you know you want the souffle for dessert, you got to let us know an hour ahead of time so we can properly prepare it. This is not no 20 minute situation. And sometimes we want the 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 the, the microwave, I press 1 and it automatically knows to go to a minute and God's saying, "No, this ain't how this is going to work today." This is a process that needs some things to be worked out of you and some things that need to be worked out of this person over here who's going to be an assistant to you down the road and some things that over here that need to be positioned. And until all that's in place, you're going to be where you are and you're going to trust me. Well, no, Lord, I ain't finna trust you because you ain't answering. Now, how that sound? Oh, see, now I put words to it. Now y'all like, what? I wouldn't say nothing like that. I would never say nothing like, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Talk to the Holy Ghost. and He'll tell you a couple times you did it. Don't even try. And so as we look at this, and we're like, God, you're supposed to answer every time I call. Lord, you're supposed to answer every time I call. <laughs> I'm laughing because you know how a little kid be like, Mom, Daddy. And you don't answer, then what do they do? Mama, daddy. You still don't answer. Mama, daddy. And they go, then they go, you know, they just, they just, and, and, but because you may be working on something, you may be doing it, but they try to, they get to a final frequency where you're like, what? We try to treat God the same way. If I could be loud enough, if I can scream loud enough, if I can do this, then God's going to answer. But see, that's how the, 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 the folks of the false religions, because the folks of false religions think that the gods operate in the same way as humans. All right, yeah. <laughs> Say it. 
We think that the God whose ways are above our ways and whose thoughts are above our thoughts is going to act the way that we act. Oh, man, that made me have to scratch the back of my head, man. You know if God thought the way that you thought or acted the way that you, half of the people on this earth would be gone already and the other half would be ready to be gone. And we said, well, God, what your problem is, you're not answering me. Try that with your mama or your daddy and see what happens. <laughs> After you pick yourself up off that flow, <laughs> then you realize I might have overstepped my bounds. Mm -hmm. God is present with us even in his silence. He's right there. He's right there. There, there was a situation whereby um, my daughter was doing something for uh, church, and this is the first time that she's ever did. They were, they were trying, they were doing some fundraising, and so Yolanda and I were riding with her, and she said, "Okay, Daddy, here we go." I said, "Ain't no, here we go." I said, "This is your project." I said, "You go in there, you do your little script, and and, and let's see where it goes." I'm like, baby girl, you got this. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll go in there and stand by the door, but I'm not talking. I said, you got to go in here and do it yourself. She goes in, and I think she's about 12, 13 maybe at that time. Maybe a little bit older. But anyway, she goes in, and, you know, she's timid, but she kept looking over at me. As long as she saw me, she could do it. And that's the same way that... Sometimes we feel alone, but you, if you look over and you say, I know God's with me. You can go ahead and take that next step, right? Yeah. And it, but he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And if we operate in that, I know God is with me. I can't hear his voice right now, but I know, I know that he's here with me. I know he is. This person acting crazy and they acting foolish. But I know God is with me, and he's going to give me a victory in this situation. He's going to turn this for my good, his glory. I know something's going to happen out of this. Because God ain't just sent me in here and leave me alone. He's not making me walk through the valley of the shadow of death by myself. He's not doing If I'm in his kingdom, then I'm his child. If I'm his child, he's going to watch over me. So sometimes we come to the conclusion if God has not answered, then God don't care. Yes, yes. Why? God, you got to answer because I asked a question. Mm -hmm. How come the answer can't be the process? How come the answer cannot be your dependence on trusting that God knows what he's doing? Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know we shouldn't start... I, I'm supposed to give y'all, you know, this is the first Sunday of the year. I should be saying you're going to have all this victory and all this stuff. But we got to get an understanding. We got to understand that the victory is not easy. The victory requires work. The victory requires us being transparent to our creator so that we can be transparent to one another so that we can provoke one another to good works. And so then we can all have victory together. But, but I'm 
you know, I'm, we're just setting the foundation because guess what? Next week, I believe yeah, I believe next week we're gonna find out God gonna answer. And when God answers, it ain't gonna be oh oh I'm so sorry you had to wait. No, God, God's like let's go, let's get it done. When I talk, let's move, let's move, let's get it done. And sometimes we like. But God, I still got more questions. If you, if you don't get yourself over there like I told you to get over there, get over there. And you get over there and then all the answers come in. Oh, God, you're just so wonderful. You're just so great. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But while you're walking over there, you're got me walking all over the place. I don't even know why. And, and then you get there. Oh, God, you're so good. Oh, we have to have the mindset that he's doing, he's working everything for my good. Either it's my internal good, my external good, but the fact is he's working it for my good so that he can be glorified in me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So as we walk through this book of Habakkuk, we're going to see God going to answer. And that's the funny thing. When you start looking at some of these prophets, they'll be like, hey, God. I got a question. And God don't answer. But then when he do answer, they be like, oh, 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 oh okay. Oh, okay. But I, I want to leave us today with this thought. What do we do when God has us in that season of silence? In that season where he seems to not be speaking. What, what do we do? Do we go over into the corner and, and, and ball up into the fetal position and stick our thumb in our mouths and put our hands over our eyes and, and just whimper? and, and, and Y'all know that's not what we're going to do. But what we do is we pour out our heart to him. The Bible says, with my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. We cry out to him, even in the midst of the silence. Lord, even if you're not listening to me, I'm going to let you know. Even if you're not paying me no attention, I'm going to let you know. Even though my mind, my spirit is feeling as if you are not listening, I'm still going to let you know. The next thing that we're going to do is we still are going to have our faith and trust in God. God, I know you're working because that's all you know how to do is work. God, I know that's all you, oh Lord, you're always working something. God, you're like an entrepreneur. You're always doing something. And because you're always doing something, I know you're doing something in me. I know you're doing something in this situation. I know you're hearing me. God, I'm just trusting that you are going to do what you said you're going to do. And you said that if I rest in you, that you will put your yoke upon me. And your yoke is easy. Your burden is like, God, I'm just going to walk in this. Another songwriter said, Trust in him at all times, O oh people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Trust in him. Him only. Because you can depend on him. 
And in the midst of that, when you when you got discouragement, and see this is the see this is the problem because we, we're we're walking in this. We know we're in the silence. We know that we're saying we're trusting in God. But guess what? Just because you say it, don't mean that you're doing it. So what you have to do is you have to say it until you do it. And as you're saying it, you start going at doing it. And as you're going at doing it, you begin to do it. As you're saying it and beginning to do it, then it becomes a part of who you are. That is the renewal process that we need to go through so that we can become what God needs us for us to be. There was a man... That was walking with Jesus. And Jesus and he asked, and Jesus asked him, Do you believe that I can heal your, your child? And the man said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes, yes. See, that's what transparency will do with you. Folks will be up there. I would have said, yes, Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, I believe. But in the back of their mind, it's like, but what if? But what if? But what if? And he was like, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help me with my unbelief. Yes, yes. You see what I'm saying? If we can be honest with God as we are, oh, wait a minute. If we are honest with ourselves so that we can be honest with God, <laughs> then we can have what God has for us to have. And last but not least, we 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 gotta rest in the in, in knowing that God loves us, that He is is with us, and that He's going to keep us in this situation. But it looks like the walls are gonna fall in. But it looks like 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 it looks like. But if God is with us, even to the end of the, the age, he knows what we're going through. He wants us to articulate that we are feeling in despair. Not so that he can say, oh, you need me to come help you. No, because he wants us to totally depend on him. Life has taught us. You got to depend on yourself. Don't you depend on nobody. Don't you, don't you, don't you. You, it's all about you. You got to do this. And God's saying, no, you don't. I got you. But we have created rebellion in our intention to make our children strong. I don't trust nobody. I ain't trusting nobody. And so that goes into their spirituality. If God don't want to do it when I want it done, then I, why I need to trust him. Right, right. But we have to come to this point, like Habakkuk. Lord, look at all this that's going on. Oh, you're not going to answer? Oh, we're going to find out next week when he does what's going to happen. But this is how we have to realize that God is seeking for this example through Habakkuk for us to go forward in a way. That shows transparency, shows honesty, and most of all, God, I trust you no matter how crazy I'm talking to myself, no matter how crazy everything's looking around me, no matter, I trust you. 
Lord, you hear me? I trust you. Lord, you got to you gotta say yes. No. Lord, even if you're not answering me, I'm still trusting you because I know you're working these things out for my good and for your glory. Now, the key in all this is this. That you must be a citizen of heaven. This is the key. In order to become a citizen of heaven, you must have accepted what God has provided for you. What God has provided for you is a bridge. A bridge that takes you from where you are to where he wants you to be. The bridge is Jesus. When we accept what Jesus has done, he becomes a conduit by which we then become kingdom citizens. If we want to hear God's voice, and we do, if we want to understand God more, and we do, we have to be a part of the family of God, and that is only through Jesus, his son. Now, it's not a difficult, it's not a hard thing to do. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, the saved means that you are rescued, that you are delivered, that you are removed from the penalty of sin because the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For the Bible also says that for with the mouth, one confesses him is saved, and with the heart one believes and is justified. And that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's not a difficult thing to be accepted into the family of God. Now, yes, you can say, I got all these reasons that he won't accept me. <laughs> you can say all that. Any excuse will do. But my point to you today is he wants you right now where you are, how you are. Because his goal is to help you to become all that he has designed for you to be. Now this is the thing. This is not an individual thing. This is actually, I tell folks, this is not an individual event. It's a team sport. God designed this whole thing that we would come together and go on this journey together. This is a together thing. We're helpers one of another. We're uh, going to assist you along this journey. We're going to help you along this journey. We're going to push you along this journey. We're going to pull you along this journey because we want to make it together. And with that being said, I want to let you know that since you made that decision today, we want to come alongside you and assist you. You can contact us either by email at info at godshousecc.com 
or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you made this the decision to accept Christ in your life today. We're going to come alongside you, assist you along this journey, celebrate with you, cry with you, do whatever is necessary to assist you to become all that God wants you to be. Because that is what God has designed all this to be. His church is not a building. His church is a people. It's a mentality. And we want to operate in that to the fullest and assist you along this journey. Well, friends and family, Happy New Year to you. We're talking about writing the vision. Make, and to talk about it. We have to talk about those negative things that we're feeling as we go to God so that we can be transparent before him so that he can help us to maneuver to where he wants us to be. Amen. And sometimes he does that by not saying a word. But we still trust him. Trust him. We still have confidence that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Amen. Check us out next week for episode number two. And until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.